been seeing you guys. This yeah, is you. seeing you guys. It's very, it's, it's uh, this is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate I hate every moment of this terrible nightmare. And it's about to get worse because the show is starting. <laughs> Hello, this is Tom Waits, and you're listening to Jonah Radio. If this is gonna be that kind of party, I'm gonna stick my dick in the mashed potato. Move it out! Out here, just a little bit sweet, but I'll trip it out. Yeah, ain't cut off the cross, dude. It gets a lot colder. Hang on, y'all, friends. Hang on, y'all, friends. Construct ground for it. Top of the booty, the thing, the the show is. I just became Cash Hartzell right there. I just really. Well, you gotta you gotta kind of lean into it. Yeah. And we start uh, with scatting and gibberish last week. <laughs> uh no, no. Well, maybe a little bit. Yeah, we did. You're right. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of. It's like it's. It, what you don't want to repeat. I just yourself? don't want it to become a thing. No, I get it. You don't want it to become a thing. No. All right. Well, I was just trying to have a good time rolling into the episode. <laughs> He definitely doesn't. Something that Neil's been trying to make not happen on this show since. I'm the fun police. How's what? Bucharest PD. Fun police. Oh, well, that's true. That the the. So so it's an ironic name. No, mm-hmm. he's policing for fun. Not he's not a <laughs> police force that enforces fun. Although that'd be kind of cool. Wait, hold up, real quick, and we'll get Chris McCaleb is our guest, returning guest, Chris McCaleb. Uh, hello, hello. Yeah, I want you in on this conversation. So, wait, what are the Dream Police then? Uh, I haven't listened to that song closely enough Dream to Police. kind of get any context. They're, uh, they they are in his head, I believe. Um, yeah. No, that's zombie. That's oh, the yeah, that's song. in their head that's and in your head. head. Yeah, head. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Uh, I don't Dream know if police, the Dream Police are pro or anti uh, dreams. Here we go. The Dream, the Dream Police. Mm-hmm. The Dream Police, they live inside my head. The Dream Police, they come to me. You know what? I'm having a flashback. I think we've done this before, too. I really, <laughs> truly think we've gone over the lyrics to Dream Police. What the fuck <laughs> what is are happening at? to the show? 296 Appar- episodes? No, two, this is 241, but apparently we, oh, we, we wrapped everything up in 240. Yeah. We're, just, we're just doing it again. That's yeah, a cycle. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh I guess when you just really cover rock and rock based music, there's really not much to riff on. No. Nope. Yeah. Um, it's a dying genre. <laughs> it really is. Uh let's but let's see here. What's a they're they're wait the night the night they're cuz they're waiting for me, looking for me every single night, driving me insane, those men inside my brain, the dream police. Well, I can't tell lies cuz they're listening to me and when I fall asleep, but they're spying on me tonight. Uh okay, so the dream police don't seem to care about dreams necessarily. They're just into his thoughts. That's just where they patrol dreams. Yeah, they're thought police that come when you're sleeping, I guess. Yes. Yeah. But then wait, hold on. Now who's the karma police? Let's now talk about the karma police. Oh jeez. Man. Yeah. So they're are they they're getting into your intentions? Like not just your thoughts, but like the meaning behind it. And, and is that where we get our karma movie? points? What's the movie that's uh, the, the intention? Like uh, Minority Star Report. Wars. It's <laughs> Star Wars. Uh, the Force. Yes. Yeah. Hot Fuzz. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, now we're just going a little too off the rails for my taste. Defund Sting. 
Oh, sorry. I'm okay. a little behind. Uh, Chris, uh, you're Cash, it sounds like you have artificial reverb on your mic. <laughs> Just Cash in a, a garage. That's, that's what Cash did when he moved up to Santa Cruz. He started building like a studio to have that old school natural reverb stuff that they used to do. <laughs> Wall Lord. of sound. Yeah. yeah. You should see my horn section. Uh, Chris, oh. you're you're a, you're an editor for a television show such as uh, uh, Better Call Saul and true. Uh, and some others too. That's true. Yeah, uh, as of late, it's been uh, mostly Better Call Saul, and uh, after this year, it's feels like it's only Better Call Saul. Sometimes mm. it's been a very strange year for work. I'm sure everybody <laughs> can relate to that. But wait, I don't. Uh, wait, yeah, don't know. You, wait, hold on. You said the 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 words year and work and that doesn't yeah. make sense to me what, what was that second word I, yeah. yeah yeah no or, it's a it's it's something that i learned from the the dream police they reminded <laughs> me while i'm sleeping that that there used to be uh tv shows to edit and, and work on but but yeah yeah i've worked on it's a bunch bunch of halt and catch fire and uh fear the walking dead mm-hmm. and patriot which is a really awesome show if you haven't yeah. seen it on amazon cash loves patriot yeah it's awesome neil, neil yeah. watched it in Amsterdam, stockholm stockholm there we go um it was yeah. the only show on amazon that i could watch internationally without using a you know tunnel bear or one of those. yeah weird um yeah and i know i've known chris uh since we went to different colleges together <laughs> yeah it's so weird we just had a bunch of mutual friends and yeah. uh yeah we've known each other for close to 20 years yeah i think it, it's gotta be it's from my photo library oh man <laughs> we had some bad haircuts um uh, <laughs> yeah. um well that's great but chris is also just a very funny guy and you also have podcasts you, you do uh, a breaking bad podcast well now it's a better call Saul podcast right the yeah, official. The, the, uh, it's the Better Call Saul Insider Podcast. We do it one, while the show's airing. We do it uh, one for every episode. And uh, uh, the show creators, Peter Gould, Vince Gilligan, or uh, Peter's on all of them. Vince is on almost all of them. And then we have like members of the cast and crew. And, and uh, uh, I didn't create it. Kelly Dixon, who was uh, one of the editors of, of Breaking Bad. She started it back in season two of breaking bad so you could actually go back and you can listen it's free it's all free it's and, great uh, it's it's like a it's like an extra commentary uh that you don't have to wait for the dvds for like and there's there's so many fun funny uh insightful stuff that comes from that it's great cover everything from the writer's room to the post-production process it's it's and it's the best show on television so there's there's definitely stuff oh, thanks, to learn man. from yeah oh, you, you're not it's, responsible it's, for that that's uh, well you know i was feeling good for a second yeah no 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 no, no. yeah i I had to take it away i'm questioning all my life choices (laughs) uh well we're gonna take a break for a song real quick uh this is uh wildflowers of america with the song unkind this is a a great album uh and it's uh from the uh a graphic designer and artist i really enjoy uh, named perry shawl um as the guy who makes makes the music he's done graphic design work for the black keys and dan arbach and stuff like that but this is uh, his music, and uh, I apologize for any meows in the background, because that's Lee Krasner bitching up a storm. Here's Unkind by Wildflowers of America. <laughs>
Hello, this is Jack Nicholson. You're listening to Jonah Radio. I was in Little Shop of Horrors. All right. That was a great song by uh, Wildflowers of America. Um, check them out. That was very good. It's funny because it's, uh, it's, it's garagey like, uh, you know, like Mike Kroll. Not as like, you know, like punky as Mike Kroll, but it's funny because this guy's the guy who made that song. Also a guy that's professionally a graphic designer by trade, <laughs> but then like makes these incredible like, you know, pop rock records. Um, but Perry Shaw, uh, follow him on a... Uh, on Instagram, great, uh, great designer. Uh, that was great. awesome. I, yeah, I really, was... I, I tell Cash all the time. Like, I, I, I really, legitimately like the music that I hear every week. It's so consistently good and and different and and turns me on to bands like Idols, which I have not stopped listening to. That new album, it fucking rips. Awesome, yeah, it's yeah. great. I've recommended it to people. It's like you know to like new dads when you like, yeah 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 it is. If you can like escape, put some headphones on and just like rock out. It's yeah, I love it because and I, I think I've talked about this before and I think with Neil too, it's where it's like. It's like uh, it's a it's really aggressive music, but it's a very positive and uh, uh, a, you know self aware uh, you know message throughout it, and it's um, totally. and it's also just a fun voice to use around the house. <laughs> just when I'm like looking for something, I go fee fee fi fi fo fo fum. You know, I am a feminist. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I really, really dig it. A good companion to that is the new Mets as well. If you want that, like, you know, loud, loud dad music, um, loud dad music, loud dad music. Um, all right. Well, cash, actually, you know what, hmm. Chris, hmm. usually around this time of show, I want to just say, yeah, this is going to be a kind of a fun guessing game for you around this time of the show. We usually do a segment. Can you guess what that segment is? Do Oh boy, it, you know I listen to the show pretty much week after week. Is it? Are we at the time we do a music need? Yes, that is right. Oh, one hundred points for Chris and Caleb. That's right. It is time. Music news. Oh boy. the dream police lyrics out of my system right here um, get them out of your system get it out of my system dream police it's, 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 rum, it's rum springer for your dream yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a cheap trick neil i uh so we've been talking a lot about how uh surge the singer of uh system of down uh has very much and the whole band itself has very much uh different political views uh than the drummer of system of a down uh and i guess recently the manager had to hold a text summit between surge and the drummer um oh. with over their political spats saying uh, uh i guess surge said um uh my manager he was just like look maybe you guys are going a little too far <laughs> wow <laughs> the ongoing saga of <laughs> The infighting of System of a Down. I mean, it can't be worse. At least they're not all like sleeping with each other, like Fleetwood Mac. Like that yeah. must. Imagine how uncomfortable <laughs> that would be. Like it, if they were, if you add sex to it and like different political beliefs and I don't know. Don't know were, at was this Fleetwood point, Mac this, was was Fleetwood Mac American... like? Sorry. One more time. One more. You guys almost got it in harmony. Yeah. Go ahead. 
No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, was Fleetwood Mac like pro? Was one of them like pro Vietnam at that point too? Like that's the only compare. Like I feel like uh, there's no way because my mom. Uh, shout out to my mom who I guarantee is listening. Uh, oh no. Uh, uh, yeah, be careful. Beware. Uh, no, my mom's awesome. Uh, she's a big like early Fleetwood Mac fan. Like when when uh, which I think is kind of uh, sorry, mom. I think that's kind of crazy. Because uh, I, I think that you're not crazy. I love you, mom. But it's, uh, I, I think when, once Lindsey Buckingham and um, Stevie Nicks join, I mean, I think the, the world would agree that that's when, that's when everything got better. really kicked into gear yeah. Um, yeah. in rumors. And, and uh, uh, but she's a, she's an early days one. And, so, and she was very anti war and, you know, black armband, you know, hippie activist. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah, one of those I Arizona like hippie no activists. <laughs> well, she was. We were not always in Arizona. We, oh. we, I was. I was actually born in Chicago, and uh, and then we we moved to Tucson when I was two. So it was my oh, okay. choice. I was like, oh, okay. I was looking for real estate. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I I do think though at this point in American politics. It, it would be easier for System of a Down to start having sex with each other. Than <laughs> I think it would the, be easier for them to find a new fucking drummer. That is I true. Don't know. The guy's pretty fucking great. Like it's, it's a lot of great drummers. It's Los Angeles. Get Tony Thaxton in there. Or he Mick does live on the border. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you, that that the other thing is is like I'm sure he's the manager is just going like we only make money off touring guys like and you're getting to the point where you won't be in a room with each other. So maybe <laughs> stop talking to each other until you can have these fights in person. And then yeah, that would wouldn't work. Metallica do that? Wouldn't Metallica all each fly into concerts on their own planes and then they like have, really not even talk to each other? They have different uh, trailers. I know that they all have their own trailers, and I think they kind of get to gigs on their own. Uh, I, I think the big the the big version of that is uh, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. Like they um, they only see each other uh, during uh, sound check and uh, rehearsal and the show. That's like, but they don't talk to each other. Wow. Whoa. And then like and then they like people go, is that crazy? That like shit and they're like they're like, it's kept the band going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's you know, they, if they don't have to deal with each other, they don't really like mind. They just go out and rock and then they're yeah. done. Have you I seen my castle made of gold bricks? Yeah, yeah exactly. I guess there's, what there's no view of this. Also, like you've been I mean, they've known each other for so many decades. I mean, what is there new to talk about? Besides, yeah. like, hey, I bought that crowd last night. Yeah, they yeah. they really loved us again. Yeah, yeah. Have you, have you been yeah, watching Patriot? <laughs> oh man, it's so funny when you hear people talk about. I'm sure you guys have that experience when you, you hear people talk about something that you were a part of. You're like, whoa, wait, what? How do you know about that? Yeah. Famous person, yeah. super famous person. <laughs> um. Yeah. Recently, uh, Noel Felding from, uh, of course, uh, the Mighty Boosh and IT Crowd, Oosh. and uh, most most famously, I guess now, uh, the, great, the Great British Bake Off. Um, uh, but he uh, recently um, talked uh, to Metal Hammer uh, and to name the ten albums that changed his life. And, and uh, these are uh, his like the, his top ten albums that changed his life when he was younger: Bomber by Motorhead, Destroyer by Kiss. Horse of uh, the Dog um, by the, a band 80s Matchbox Beeline Disaster. I've never even heard of them. Um, Primus and the Chocolate Factory from Primus. That came out in 2014. 
That's Jesus. a later day Primus. It changed yeah. his childhood. I <laughs> he just yeah. changed his life. Changed his life. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, he looked back and it was like, yeah. oh, I was thinking about everything all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Now that I see uh, it in context. Yeah. A bunch of repressed memories about chocolate factories. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the sensational Alex Harvey band with an album next. Uh, Ace of Spades by Motorhead. Uh, and uh, here's, here's a couple that are uh, interesting. X and Y by Coldplay, the 2005 Coldplay album, mm. uh, Arrival by ABBA, um, and De Capo uh, by the band Love, and All or Nothing by Millie Vanilli. <laughs> well, that, was joke. that their earlier work or was that their hits? <laughs> that was 1988. I think they only had one album, right? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. they just... Yes. Because when they got just the sheets hits. pulled out, they... I think that was a wrap on them. I want to I want to go back and listen to that album frankly cuz I mean they there were the, hits on it. They, they filmed a music video in my hometown. Oh wow. Were they yeah. from Massachusetts? No, no, no. no. I don't know why the fuck they did it there. It was oh. like a beach video and it's like when you think Billy Vanilla you don't necessarily think northeastern beaches with like oak trees up the sand. <laughs> hey, the opening of jaws. Hmm. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> look at that pebbly beach <laughs> and that murky gray green water. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's like Millie Vanilli. It's that's it's an outlier. It's one of those things where yeah, I guess I guess it it was huge. They were huge. Yes, I mean yeah. they 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 were legitimately uh, like a hit, like a, a, a not a hit, but like a, they were they were German. Were they oh, German? Really? I think so. Huh. That's a that's a huge thing to not really know for sure. Well, I, think I, we I mean, they just know. Declare it and move. We go with it. We just, if we say it, German and enough. French from Munich. Neil, you got something right. Wow. That's crazy. How, like that seems like that's that would be talked about more. Well, it was like it's a very German thing. I think to like just go. Hmm. Let's take these two models and turn them into musicians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We yeah, don't give uh, pop culture, so we will make some. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, that is oh, a Ace, loud kitten. Yeah, yeah, I'm really sorry about that, guys. That's all right. Well, can you make it up to I us and it. just show us? I mean, the, the podcast listeners. Well, we, we, like, we're recording the video of this, too, so we can you know, use that as a... Yeah. Uh, but I, just let her out. She won't be too much of a terror. Uh, come on, Lee. Okay. Hi, yes, I know. Oh boy! Oh, hey, buddy! Oh, hi, Lee. Mirf. Mirf. Say hi. Say hi. Oh, Oh. that is legitimately as close as Neil will ever get to a cat. Yep. Look at this this little flower. Oh, he's cute. Oh, Gooby's gonna kick his ass. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's what we're worried about. Uh, but, you know, separation for now. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a while now, ACDC has been uh, teasing that they might do a reunion, but now they just released a trailer that shows new music from the hard rock legends spin mm. reports. Uh, uh, a day after revealing that Brian Johnson, Phil Rudd, and Cliff Williams rejoined the band, ACDC gives fans a quick preview of what's to come. Uh, and, uh, Wait, here's rejoined? A- yeah, you they know, left? that's the thing. We've been talking about, like, there's, like, remember there was, like, the drummer wasn't even sure if he was in the band anymore? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. They were like, he... no, you haven't been in the band for a while. Oh, shit. Uh, I guess every let's... five years they make him re-up. It's like those, uh, like, those safety courses you have to take in at least the entertainment <laughs> industry. You got to just, like, re-up. 
Yeah. In the air, the airline industry, they make you like do uh, recurrent training. It's why wouldn't bands be like that? Yeah, exactly. ACDC. When you're rocking that hard. That's true. (laughs) Here's a, here's a little clip uh, that they posted on their uh, Twitter account. That really sounds like exploring ACDC. some new sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, they if are you the told dyna- me that was old ACDC, I'd be like, yeah, totally. I've heard that song a million times. Yeah. yeah. They are the diner food of rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> the like, Australian diner food. Yeah. yeah. Anywhere you go. Oh, I know what I can get there. Patty <laughs> milk. Um, so, uh, uh, yes. Just this t- cat will not stop jumping on me and knocking stuff over on the desk. That's all right. All right. Uh, Insane Clown Posse uh, just did a a little interview um, with Spin Magazine, and uh, in it, it's there's a lot of uh, great little uh, tidbits. um, But like uh, how some of them, they go into uh, shit. This thing's not loading, and uh, okay. So he says like they had because they had a rival with uh, uh, Eminem. And he, uh, Violent J remains unapologetic about what went down with Slim Shady, but he says he's got, uh, glad no one got hurt. And he says, uh, I don't regret it because, it, fucking A. <laughs> uh, I don't regret it because it was hip hop history in Detroit. He says, but it meant so much to us when Proof squashed the beef. He came to the office, laid down a verse for Twisted, and gave us a shout out. It was dope. We didn't ask him, does Eminem know you're here? Because it didn't matter. Proof was coming down enough. So just a friend of Eminem's came down, and so that meant everything was fine to these guys. Oh. Fucking A, Lee. Do you think professionally we could get away with just adding violence to the front of our name? It's like, <laughs> hey, what's yeah. going on? I'm Violet Jonah. It's good to meet you. <laughs> I'm Violet Neil. I'm, I'm, well, you got, Neil, you got the knives to back it up, like if you're yeah. doing a job interview. No, oh, those are just... I'm Violet Neil. I, I, I go for a different sin, like... I'm avaricious cash. Ooh, Although I think I that, like was a, that. that was a nineties band. Ooh. <laughs> I'm horny Neil. <laughs> That's not a sin. <laughs> if you're doing it right, it is. <laughs> we get we get horny Larry to tutor you. Mm-hmm. Um so the um the, the debates were the other night and I Ugh. didn't watch and I didn't know why anyone I knew would want to watch. It, it's just like, uh, seems just like a reason to get upset. Um, but I guess we're I'm scared. I guess I'm more friends with undecided voters than I really thought. And they needed <laughs> to watch the two candidates, uh, you know, talk about, uh, what their stances on stuff were. Cause they weren't sure. Nope. Yeah. Cause no and one's also, sure who they're voting for. You sure didn't get that. Yeah, there was no point in watching it, I don't think. And then, like, oh. I pulled a thing about it saying, like, it's like, why bother watching, you know, like, it's like watching, a, like, a, a a game, like a sports game where it's like you don't really care about either of the teams, but mm-hmm. the one you hate more, you declare to be the loser. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, everyone lost. Yes. Yeah, audience, we're the big losers of that. Except, except did you guys see that when they put the, the side-by-side shots together, they had, like, 
uh, you know, yeah, PP. It said PP behind him. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was um, a highlight. That, that sums it up. Yep. Uh, but uh, but <laughs> we tie for last. The day after Weird Al put out a little uh, video of uh, as if he were moderating in cl- true old Al TV fashion, he'd edited himself into the debates. And here's a, so a little clip of that. <laughs> we're all doomed. <laughs> People are breathing out this living poison and trying to float into my orifices. I, I lost my car keys. I, I had to steal my neighbor's Segway to get here today. And on the way, I crashed in this dumpster. And these kids are making a video and now I'm on TikTok. I can't. Excuse me. Yeah. Being not hysterical, despite, you know, things. Oh, I can do that. Dignified. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome to the first presidential debate. Our first question in the key of G sharp minor is I'm so sorry. 2020's a raging hellscape. Any ideas on how to stop a worldwide plague? We should be providing people the help they need. He knew back in February it was a deadly disease. What did he do? He's on tape acknowledging he knew. Really? He waited and waited and waited, and he didn't even tell you. President Trump did a phenomenal job. People said that. Well, we got the gowns, we made the ventilators, we got the masks. I don't wear masks like him. Every time you see him, he's got a mask. The biggest mask I've ever seen. All right, that's the best thing to come out of the... Yeah. The only good thing to come out. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is he working with the auto-tune, the news guys? The... Yes, I think he did it with the Gregory brothers, yeah. And you know that was yeah. technically that was a uh, opinion piece in the New York Times is how that that was uh, presented. So oh, really? Al, Al is now a New York Times opinion writer. That's great. Jesus. That's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that was incredibly fast. That came it out was. the day after. Unbelievable. So, like, you know, like, it's like, I'm sure they had like a structure ready to go yeah but like that's incredible really really good work uh um on monday i'm going i'm, I'm doing a an interview for spin with uh with uh weird al oh uh, to, like, oh that's the, awesome the 25th uh anniversary of his first like featured uh interview no oh, is uh, uh ask him how he got his name 35th yeah I, I will Dr. i will yeah uh, no. no, it was just, it was his radio, it was his college radio um, oh, okay. moniker. Yeah. He already had it before uh, Dr. Demento. Dr. Demento didn't like knight him. Now I present. <laughs> I bet he's got a sword. He's, no, it's not a sword. It's like a, it's a lightsaber or maybe it would be a, like a, like a pool noodle. <laughs> <laughs> the Gregory just a wet noodle. <laughs> yes. Seriously. I'll say the Gregory Brothers uh, performed live at the 2010 Streamy Awards. Oh, wow. Uh, really? By Paul Shear. It was. Oh, uh, that's, I remember that. It was terrible. I mean, they were great. And Paul Shear was, was like, did the best he could with a, a really bad award show. And <laughs> yeah. it's not great. Award shows are weird. I've done a few. I've done, I did the Locations Manager uh, Union Award Show. You uh, killed it at the Saturn Awards. The Saturn Awards was my highlight. To be I honest. Was, I was really, really proud of that one. And like uh, Saturn, the car company. 
Uh, yes, yeah, it was the absolutely. Just, it was their interior, and it was a regional. It was just, it was like, it was a Saturn dealership. He's, he uh, sold four Saturns one day. Okay, exactly. when you said interior, I thought it was like within one Saturn you do have an award show. <laughs> yeah. like, best non-farter in the car. <laughs> yeah, just one car. Um, save it for next year. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to take a break for uh, another track here. We're going to play another track. Uh, um, and uh, uh, when we come back, it's going to be some more music news and some more Chris McCaleb. Uh, this is a song from uh, Alex Jonestown Massacre. We love these guys. Uh, their new album is great. This um, this uh, this song I'm about to play has nice, great, like kind of uh, Clash vibes to it. It's a very great uh, punk album, and I highly suggest people go and check it out. It is a uh, the album is called, I'll give you the name of the album later. All right. This cat is driving me nuts. Here's Ghost of El Salvador by Alex Jonestown Massacre. Two out of three guys will experience hair loss, some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. Well, now you can get treated from home. You used to have to go to a doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps and COVID, you can visit a doctor online and get hair loss medication delivered right to your home. They make it easy and deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines and awkward doctor visits. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but probably never for this price. Prevention is the key, though. 
keeps treatments, can take up to four to six months or more to see results. So it's important to act fast. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors, and nearly 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatments start at just $10 a month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. If you're ready to take action to prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash radio to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash radio. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash R-A-Y-D-I-O. All right. Oh, that was that enough time, Cash? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, awesome. All right. More amusing news. We're still here with Chris McHale. Chris, are you having a good time? Oh, man. I tell you what, I love those ad reads. That was, uh, it was inspiring stuff, Cash. Thank Let's you. Just, we just found out about uh, one of our ads, and we're not going to say it, but uh, it might have felt weird to some of the listeners. Uh, it felt weird when we found out. Let's just say we don't necessarily uh, want to outwardly promote a uh industri- a certain industrial complex <laughs> <laughs> moving yeah. on uh, moving on um brass against the horn heavy metal band uh how many are... beverages do you have chris <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't do that on purpose but then i, I realized like i just surrounded by beverages i do i have three different i guess four different because i finished well, yeah. my first soda chris is never way. really sure when the aliens from signs are going to show up and he needs to <laughs> swing away barrel <laughs> swing away he's got four Four different vessels. Vessels work. It's water. I mean, this is like a sparkling water, but sometimes you just want some pure water. And then there's coffee, uh, a bottle of wine. I wish I had (laughs) absinthe, some just pure LSD, just liquefied. (laughs) This is like the trunk in uh, uh, the leaving Las Vegas. Yes, I meant fear and loathing, but leaving Las Vegas also works. It's sadder. Yeah, it's always sadder. Um, the sadder awards given to uh, that <laughs> You're on the list, buddy. Yeah. Um, uh, Brass Against, which is a horn heavy metal band, uh, did a cover of Take the Power Back by Raj Against the Mashan. Um, and let's take a little listen to this. I haven't checked it out yet, but uh, it's uh, uh, they use uh, vocalist Sofia Urista. Ooh. Let's see what this sounds like. There better not be an ad before this. No, there's not. <laughs> So far, just sounds regular. Mm-hmm. Sounds like they're using drums. Yeah. Is that a synth okay. drum? No, it's a real drum set. Crank the music up. This is exactly my shit. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a 70s cop show. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I don't mind this. Oh, this is pretty cool. It's crazy that they found the brat. Just 
That doesn't show up in a uh, Marvel movie trailer sometime oh. in the next year. I'll be very surprised. <laughs> that's very I gotta check, it, check that band out. That's pretty Bra- good. That's Brass Against. Uh, be sure mm-hmm. to check them out. Uh, they should, they should do a Marvel movie set in the seventies. The whole album. They did. I mean, I would do listen to an entire album of Rage covers by that. Like band. that. Yeah. That was same. awesome. Yeah, but like it's like I'd, would, I would also like just the idea, the arrangements on the horns, like. It stayed true, but it was just enough. That's why I never really got too into. I love the idea of Metallica's S and M like stuff, but it's just like they go so far that the songs become unrecognizable, but you kind of know them. Yeah, like the song, so it kind of clashes a bit. I think a good um, a good version of like arrangements on songs is a uh, Not a Surf did a great uh, like with strings um, uh, live album, which I thought was incredible. Like just enough accompaniment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eels with strings is another great example one. of that working. And some of the stuff that Ben Folds has, has done with the uh, I think it's the Australian uh, uh, orchestra, like um, those like almost like dismantle the entire song and then bring it back in uh like at a bigger wider level it's incredible he's he's a great arranger the the first time i ever saw him which was i think the the first tour i, I know it was the first tour he ever did he he had three strings players with him it was on the chord tour which is i can't imagine is an easy place to bring string players along but like he's just got that uh full year was orchestra. That? Was, was that for benfold's five, five? Was... Yeah, yeah yeah it was benfold's oh, five sure. that was yeah. the the I remember it because he. I actually heard him tell the story later. But he came out to open the set. They were on the side stage and they were promoting uh, what was it, whatever and ever, amen. Mm-hmm. And he comes out and he slams his hand like he jumps and slams his hand down on the piano. And the cover came down and sla- smashed his thumb. And he's like, uh, at first song, and he gets up and he's like, okay, this is the first song of the first set, and I think I just broke my thumb. Let's go, and then they go, they went right into it. And then he t- he talked about uh, later in that interview. He was like, "Yeah, I broke my thumb, and I had to play literally the entire tour with a with a fucked up thumb." Um, but Jeez. had string players with him. I also saw yes. Morphine that day, which was also those two bands together were pretty awesome. I want to use that in a movie. I, does does anyone else like have like a playlist of like songs? Oh like, yeah, like that. They're like it's like when I make a movie. These are some of the songs I'm going to try and squeeze in. And Morphine, oh, totally. Honey White by Morphine is definitely one of those songs. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tuesday. Yeah, there's there's definitely some... some. I, God, I got to think about that. But I think Chris, that was like half of my film school yeah. was like just thinking up that stuff. Yeah. But uh, Chris, like when you're editing these shows, do you ever have a chance to uh, pitch? Because these shows have some great music and it's also very regional at the same time. Like, uh, do you ever do you ever kind of like explore those genres and like think it's like, like kind of like lay in a, a song that like you're like, you know, this could work here. Have you pitched the songs before? I yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I I've I've definitely pitched songs. Uh, with with like Better Call Saul, we don't cut with music except if there's like a montage, mm-hmm. and 
so sometimes like if if we have an idea we'll we'll pitch it to cut to that but a lot of we have such an in, insanely great music supervision team uh thomas gulovich and, and his whole team and uh and they they come up with sometimes like the most left field ideas for music and they'll send you know like a selection of options and then you know we cut with those and then they make the suggestions later too um, yeah but yeah no we're I, I on other shows there's a lot more it's a lot more in on my shoulders to sort of find the music mm-hmm. do they yeah so when you come in and you know it's going to be um well i guess you said the the song is usually there for a montage but when do you do you just lay it in and play it for them or do you make like a list it depends. I mean, well, on something like that with like a montage, that also the first time they would, he- if I, I was pitching something, the first time they'd be hearing it is is when I'm showing it to them. So they'd be they'd be sort of absorbing the picture and uh, the music too. Has there ever been anything where you were like, uh, I have an idea what this is, and then the music supervisor comes in and gives you something, and you're like, I never would have seen that, but it works. Or I never would have thought that. Uh, actually, sa- same music supervisor on Halt and Catch Fire, Thomas Gulovich, and his whole, he's got a whole team um, of awesome, awesome people. Well, I should say their names, Yvette and Garrett and Michelle. They're great. What's his company's name? Because I think I follow it's them on Twitter. S- Super Music Vision. Yeah, that's right. Great name for a... Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they're, they're the absolute best I've ever worked with. And, and they, they just, they're, they put so much thought and care into it. And they and also their taste is just, it's incredibly diverse and you can't believe some of this. They, they make suggestions sometimes. The first time you hear it, you're like, well, this is w- so wrong, so wrong. <laughs> and then you, you, you sit with it and you're like, wow, that what a great idea. I would never have thought to put music there. That's happened a bunch of times on, on Saul, but in halt and catch fire, there was a montage and it was scripted. It was uh, to the, um, uh, the song she's lost control by, um, one of those eighties, uh, yeah. It's, new wave it, bands. It, uh, heads. yeah. Is it, right? is it, say is it like new order? Talking heads. It, oh no! It's, no, was, it's she's lost control. Is a shit. Uh, by what was no, no Joy Division? Before, Jesus Christ! Yeah, 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 there exactly. we go. yeah. That's how I was like. I was yeah, like, like the name was, of the movie about them is in the title of the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, so she's lost control, and and the 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 actual Joy Division song. It just it's too uh, depressing. It's not. It's too like down tempo, and it's too weird. And it's to thin. Sustain. If that's the thing, that's the trouble with like using like Joy Division type songs, uh, like because it's the recordings were purposely really thin. Well, and 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 it's kind of there was some like atonal stuff on it, and mm-hmm. it just like it was supposed to. It needed to be this kind of like driving cool montage of like people fucking shit up and digitally Mm. and uh and i found a cover that was by uh uh, trent uh, it was it's the ravenettes and it's like a remix by trent moeller who i may be pronouncing that wrong uh he's a he's an electronic music artist and he also did coincidentally did the 
theme song, the main title theme to Halt and Catch Fire. Oh, okay. And I, I cut it to that and it was, it's, it's, it was perfect. And Thomas kind of fought me on it and he kept trying to like replace, he kept trying to beat it. And he finally was just like, I can't beat it. It's, 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 it's awesome. And it's, it's a really cool cover. And it like, cause it, it, it builds, which mm -hmm. is what, a mo you know, this montage needed. So. I, I like I like that idea of uh, you talking about uh, just a second ago that Thomas like tried to beat it and that it's like because it, it does it does feel both collaborative and competitive when you do something like that where it's like I, we want this to be the best thing ever but I want to pull my idea and I don't want to try it out I don't want to I want to win you guys well, over something like that I, I think I think part of it too is I mean he's he's so he, I don't know. He, I think he takes so much pride in his work and he's so good at it. And, and it wasn't cause he just, it wasn't just cause he wanted to be contrary at all. Mm -hmm. It was, it was really just cause he was like, let's try and beat it. Also like remixes, but of covers, uh, I are, uh, notoriously difficult to clear oh, yeah. for movies mm -hmm. and TV. Cause there's so many different people and, and elements to it to, to, to license. So, but they they got it done, and it's it's I love it's one of, I think that's my favorite thing that I got to do on Hall and Catch Fire is that it's in uh, it's in episode two oh nine two oh nine guys that's the second season ninth yeah. episode Cameron nice. Cameron does some some uh, some sneaky stuff yeah how Chris, I, how do you how do you feel like uh, as a friend of ours how do you feel that Neil just walked away during uh, you talking about your work well, the I work think, that he you know, shares. Yeah, it's par for the course, really. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it feels well. I mean, look, I, I this is also. I mean, I remember uh, just a few weeks ago. I think Neil walked away from the conversation and, and uh, took a nap. And yeah. I was like, yeah. did he ever come back to the conversation? But here he, he's come back. I've, I've he's seen, come back a couple times. We, we know it's his fridge. He left his fridge open because his air conditioning uh, wasn't. That's uh, true. And, and yeah. it knocked out. We're just we're just lucky that uh, Castaway is not on right now. Uh, <laughs> Um, what, did, what did he warn us about? Something else was on TV, and he's like, top, "Big Top Pee Wee, I think." Big Top Pee Wee, yeah. yeah. He's like, "Careful, so, guys, that, that that's on." Uh, so uh, recently, Public Enemy has been uh, starting to get ready to put out a new album. This new album uh, has appearances by uh, George Clinton, Be Real uh, from Cypress Hill, um, but also like uh, I think uh, the, the two remaining Beastie Boys, or no, it's just uh, yeah, Ad Rock and Mike D are on it. Ice T is going to be on it. Nas is going to be on it. Wow. And they just recently played on uh, Colbert uh, with uh, uh, George Clinton and Be Real. Here's a little clip of that. Uh, here they go. What y'all going to do? The jam Tommy says, public enemy, type of kill. What you going to do? No more grid. We all addicted, men, women, and kids. No internet, no tension, no tweets. Will look like the 80s with these in the streets. All stacked, no apps, just making the haps. No grid is even more than human contact. Not even your own server will save you. We all caught up in the web, it's so true. No GPS, now what will you do? No emails, no WhatsApps, coming through. Now your phone is just a phone with a camera. No algorithms to manage us. All your postal ID lost in the cloud with no information. Listen real close to what I'm saying. Folks, sounds good. Sounds real like fucking beefy and like angry. It's yeah. Good. Um, did it you sounds also it? like they had George Clinton basically do like live uh, samples. That's cool. yeah. He just had, was there in a mask and just kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> 
says were they were they on stage in new york or was that another remote that looked like it was on stage. I, I couldn't tell for there. It didn't like it just kind of tosses to it. But it looked like it was on a stage, but it could have been like a pre-tape on a different stage. Kind of like uh, like recently on Seth Meyers, uh, former guest, uh, former two-time guest, Jeff Rosenstock performed. Um, that was an awesome Scram. It was performance. Great. Yeah, it was a great performance. But they were all there in the same room. But it was a pre-tape because they clearly did it out here. But also what was really exciting was uh, Mike Park from, uh, you know, Skank and Pickle and Bruce Lee Band and uh you know uh asian man uh, records asian man records the guy who put out my weird owl album like he was there playing keyboard and uh percussion and stuff like that so it was just it was a great great fun like performance i love mike i directed a video for mike park uh what 17 years ago <laughs> really that's crazy yeah. how did that happen yeah it, uh, uh, we have a mutual friend, my friend Chris Candy. Uh, oh, yes, is... you're friends with Chris Candy as well. Yeah, Chris Candy, yes. we got to have on the show too. Yeah, we do. Oh, he'd be great. Chris yeah. is the best. And yeah, he, he's a great he's, guy. He, we can have him talk he, about the uh, the thing that he and uh, he and Dan have been doing the uh, marathon in a day thing, the 24 oh, hours of marathon thing that they did. Right. That's uh, that's dumb. Yeah, he's a maniac uh, with the marathon stuff. I I was, I was hanging out with this a couple of years ago. He uh, he did I think it was his second uh, L.A. marathon, and he started to get the like shivers kind of like fucked. It. But he he does it all the time. He loves those marathons. Chris yeah. is a maniac. But yeah, he he I guess Mike. Had, I think I was I had this uh, idea that I was uh, gonna get into directing music videos back then, back when they were still spending money on music videos mm -hmm. uh, i had the they, same they career trajectory in mind yeah like, yeah because it's it's awesome I'm, yeah, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do exactly what spike jones did i'm gonna do music videos for money <laughs> mm -hmm. and then do skateboard videos and like other yeah. dumb shit on my own do the art everything's gonna be great the dream yeah. of the 90s is alive in the edit rooms of today yeah, I went to college. In the darkened rooms. <laughs> yeah, the, the nightmare escape. I, I I went to college with uh, some guys who were in college were already professional music video directors. Yeah, uh, they 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 were a team called Smith and Boren, uh, yeah. and Ryan Smith and Frank Boren. And I think I I think Ryan is like a he's a like a rock photographer now and uh, I think Frank Warren's still doing it and they've done like I mean like all the like this is dating it but like all the good Charlotte videos all the yeah. simple plan like that era they did yeah. all of them oh, they wow. kind of define that look I went to college uh, with, and, with uh, the Daniels you know those guys mm -hmm. yeah they like I went to Emerson and uh, all my friends went to Massachusetts College of Art and I think one of those guys went to each. <laughs> like one of the Daniels went to Emerson, one of them went to Mass Art. So like I felt like, yeah, I went to college with both of them. I yeah, that's kind of what happened with me and LMU. I didn't go there, but I went to college yeah. with a bunch of people that that went there. Um, I never went to college, but I went to. Uh, I'm friends with a lot of people who went. To yeah, college. no, it's, it's <laughs> we'll get you one of them degrees. Yeah. Um, you know what? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, though, uh, our cash and our, our mutual friend, Sam Restivo, because uh, I always joke, like, when have you ever been asked to prove that you have a college diploma? Like, what a worthless piece of paper never. and investment. <clears throat> uh, and he's working on a movie that uh, is cutting abroad in another country. And in order to get into the country right now, 
uh, with as an American with this yeah. pandemic, <clears throat> he had to get like a special work visa. And one of the things he had to show was fucking college diploma. So I went over to his house and like took a picture of it because he's already over in Europe. And in order to get into this particular country, he had to prove that he went to college. I don't even know where my college diploma is. Me neither. He was like, I think it's on the shelf, right? I was like, what? Like I could, I could, I could give you like maybe a couple of places it might be, but <laughs> I, I no, will say it's not framed. It's not framed in your edit bay on the wall. Like it's a dentist license. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jonah's um, just just confused about college. Like, do you you have to wear that Letterman jacket when you go out, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, I've never seen you guys like with your rings. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> with the, the college rings. And I only like, wear I the hat, the the flat top hat on yeah. uh, special occasions, like yeah. uh, you know, like Scottish people wear kilts to formal events. <laughs> I wanted a letter when I was in, a senior in high school. I wanted, I begged my parents to please buy one of those. They were like two hundred fifty dollars or something, and yeah. a lot. You know, this is a long time ago, and uh, I, I, they rightly were like, "You don't, you don't need that. You don't want that." I had like a letter. I had one letter from theater. <laughs> uh, that's 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 the level i was at i, I, I will have my dad's letterman jacket from when he played uh like he won a, a state championship in football and so yeah huh. he, he like you know like that a, seems so, worth it that yeah, seems like 1968 like the leather sleeves and you know big ass for saying yeah. yeah well they were they were very um the they, they were very insistent to me when they were selling the rings and the jackets they said you know you're probably not you may not want it now but you can come back anytime you want we keep records <laughs> So if you want to come back in 20 years and get a letterman's jacket or we'll know what, what you got a letter in. So don't worry about that. Oh man. I'm so glad that I didn't get it. I didn't get yeah. any of that shit. They were no. like, they were like, you don't need that. You're not going to ever wear that. And boy, would they have been right? I don't need <laughs> Now I'm convinced that the, jacket. Uh, the class ring in the letterman jacket syndicate is part of like the CIA Facebook, like, <laughs> We're jo- you think you think Jostens is is yeah. is part of that? Yeah, we keep records. <laughs> um, like that's your permanent record. When I you just, used to just get that w- threat <laughs> as a kid, this is going on your permanent record. I want to see the Law and Order where they they're like, we need to we need to hit Jostens. We you got to contact you got to call over into into Jostens. Speaking of permanent <laughs> records, a record that was gone but not lost has recently re surface because of a uh, mariah carey talking about when she was uh recording um her album daydream and mm-hmm. but alt rock was a real big thing at the time and so to have fun with the guys in the studio she said alt rock was such a popular genre at the time i was like well i have a full band here let's do something and i'll just make up some nonsense and sing it uh she also shared that her friend clarissa dane added vocals to tracks and helped co-write a song her label, though, wasn't happy and wouldn't let her uh, shoot a video where Carrie would have been disguised and unrecognizable to shield her identity. So this would have been her Chris Gaines moment, I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, she said that got stifled by certain people at the label, so I kind of had to abandon the project. But people went online, and here is some of Mariah Carey's oh, alt-rock band, Chick, from the album Someone's Ugly Daughter. That came out, but like they had like the band, it was like someone else that was singing on it. But here's a... I, I there's a 
song Love is a Scam. This sounds like the Go Go's. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's like if the Go Go's were local H. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a little L7 in there, maybe. It's it's, it's kind of uh, it's got later day later day hole like yeah. celebrity yeah. skin hole. From the movie that couldn't afford home. <laughs> <laughs> From the movie that couldn't afford home, but somehow could afford a probably more expensive unknown band for no reason. Just so because I can't, it's, oh, behind you the can't figure out why this is so expensive. Yeah. Chris, you need to email this over to your music supervisors. Oh, 100. I'm sure you already know about it. You know what I pitched? I tried to put. Uh, an episode of Better Call Saul, and I got I got the uh, I assembled the tracks from our music supervisors who found them. There's a there's a famous uh, adult film, sorry mom, from the uh, 1970s called The Opening of Misty Beethoven. It's very famous, and it's p- famous in part for its music, and it's all it, it, none of it is composed. I discovered. Uh, from our music supervisors, it's all like licensed uh, cat, like uh, library music. And, oh wow! But we got all of it, and we tried to use it, but it just didn't end up working. Um, great story. I, I I can't wait for like the the people sitting around in a in the podcast on 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 Better Call Saul, and and he comes up and and the music for this scene is really interesting. Chris, why don't you tell us about how you chose the music for this? <laughs> it was in season two. It's it it, it wound up being it was a. Did very you say the name of what was the adult film? What was the adult film? It's called The Opening of Misty Beethoven. Oh, okay, um, that's a double entendre. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's so famous that I, I think sometime in the last 10 years uh like a group got together and and go not go fund me but like indiegogo'd a restoration a 4k restoration of the original either 16 or 35 millimeter what type of uh newsletters are you on there This is just in the Indiegogo I, thing. I don't know. It's Criterion. It's a yeah. Criterion channel. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Chris's other uh, podcast, The Criterionauts, where he watches all the Criterion oh, yeah. porno movies. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me that, that I am also part of The Criterionauts. It's uh, <laughs> Joey, Joey Reinish and I. Uh, it's something I he started years ago, and I joined uh, a couple years ago. And it's mostly it's a because you know, the world needed a, another movie podcast. And it's uh, – but it's mostly – it's like you know talking and a lot of times talking shit about maybe criterion movies that are questionable about like why they would be in the criterion collection but uh it's fun it's fun listening nice. cool. uh last uh last week uh, we talked about uh our favorite uh openings of songs and uh dan angler uh, went out to uh the internets and asked you the listeners or people who just follow the account um what they like about uh like their favorites and um uh at Weesburger says black sheep by metric um uh yash at yasher says sex type thing by stone temple pilots mm-hmm. that's a that's, that's a good one. 
Um, uh, let's see. Our friend Boris Hamilton said the Hawaii Five O theme. Not wrong. <laughs> Not yeah. wrong at all. But also on brand. Yes, very on brand. <laughs> Um, uh, at Tom WK says, uh, fucking's greatest hits by the blood brothers. I'd have to agree there. Uh, and let's see rusted root, uh, lo-fi Bry says rusted root. Send me on my way. Um, that's a good one. It's I was going to say, I was going to ask cash cause he's probably the only one that would know what that song is. Uh, I don't know much rusted root, but I know that song and it is, yeah. it is a good jam. Dennis Miller ratio. Dennis Miller ratio says unsung by helmet. I, I'd go with that. That's yeah. a, like that just starts off pretty good at uh, uh, Prowl X Frank says down with the sickness by disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah, I saw them. I saw them live at a, one of those K rock, like almost acoustic Christmas type shows. And every, every single song, he ended, it ends with like a Wah! like, you know, sound that he does. And he, it was foot up, one foot up on the monitor, arms in the air. And he was wearing uh, no shirt, a black vest, black leather pants. Wah! Wow. Every, every Jeez. song. He's got a signature end. I, li- I like <laughs> that. It's, uh, yeah, it's his, at Stony it's his Sharp, get her done. At Stony Sharp says the Seinfeld bass lick. <laughs> Uh, and uh, uh, Hal Badal says, I like that D4 song that starts off like a Green Day song, which is, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, is, is time for This Day this in Music. Day rocks. <laughs> That's right. It's when we look at the site that says what happened today in music, and it's really detailed and very British. But this is Dan Engler sent us this uh, 8-bit Boys Are Back in Town. I love it. Perfect. Yes. Um, All right. Uh, Birthdays today. Don McLean. Oh, American Pie, Don McLean. Yeah. American Pie, Don McLean, born on this day. Uh, What do you The music was born. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, Richard Hell from the uh, Voidoids. Uh, uh, which uh, Blank Generation, one of the best uh, punk songs of all time. He was born today, 1949, October 2nd, 1949. How about Jesus, that? he's old. Yeah, uh, and dead. Um, Sting, <laughs> Gordon Sumner, was born on this day in 1951. Defund Sting, defund Sting, defund Sting. We need to break it up and give money to Stuart Gordon and Johnny Copeland. Um, I got their names wrong. Yeah. Um, Badly drawn boy, Damon Golf. He was uh, was born today in 1969. How about that? You guys know Badly Drawn Boy? They did the soundtrack for About a Boy, right? I believe so. Oh, that's what it was. I was trying to remember. Uh, I think we're alone now. Singer Tiffany was born October 2nd, 1971. Wow. How do you think she's doing with all the malls being closed down? Well, I don't know. Not from uh, COVID, just because malls yeah, are closed. Yeah, she was working yeah. at a hot topic. <laughs> oh, hey. uh, finally worked her way up. Uh, and last uh, last Friday was the uh, three year anniversary of the last Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers show uh, because Tom Petty died uh, today, I believe, a year ago today, about. Uh, or yeah, on Friday, yeah. So um, wow. Uh, but what's crazy at the same time? Last year. Uh, was also the death of our friend Kim Shattuck from the Muffs. Uh, mm. So October 2nd, uh, rockers, beware of October 2nd. Ooh. 
who are going to lose? James Taylor? I can't remember if I mentioned to you, but I was also at that Tom Petty show. Oh, uh, yeah? We, we, were in, we were in section F, which is the one, it's like the, the f- first benches behind the boxes. Yeah. And it, uh, with where you can see the, the screen. And it yeah. Was, so we were a little further back than you guys, but what, a fun, what an awesome show. It was and an incredible show. That was maybe the fourth time I'd seen them, and it was the best. Oh, wow. It was the best time I'd seen them. And, but it was weird because seeing him between sets, like kind of his jaw was like a little going, you like up close. You're like, you're like, it's like, he, and it was the last show of the la- the tour. So it's like, right. I was like, well, he's probably, but then to find it's out that he had fractured his hip and yeah. like right before. And then like, so we started taking opioids uh, to oh, like manage man. the pain so they could still do the show. And then to like, you know, like to be able to get the energy up from the op- opioids like was also kind of like you know doing uppers just to like and then that just like it that whole tour just drove down his heart just like uh, man those heart. opioids i that's what happened to colin farrell on miami vice i was i worked on that in uh, the movie and uh yeah he he had an injury in pre-production and that's i mean it's not a secret i mean he got addicted yeah. to opioids and and you know he already had a pretty crazy lifestyle and he went to rehab right after the production and, oh uh, shit! But the, but yeah, I mean those are opioids, and so then you're taking uppers, cocaine, yeah. whatever you're doing, and and uh, where would you get cocaine on the set of Miami Vice? <laughs> <laughs> From the production manager. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I guess you got to sign that out. Yeah, yeah. Or props Craft service, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I watched that movie a while ago. It has such a weird look. It does have. It's a, on. It it's on does. digital video, right? It's like uh, really uh, milky. Almost all of it. I I have to say, speaking of that. Speaking of uh, different music cuts, because when you were working on that, you, I don't remember if it was you or Sam, but somebody got me in to watch a screening, like an early <laughs> test screening, uh, which, which had, there were a couple of stories that came out of it, but one of them was, because I watched that screening and then I watched it when it came out, and they, in the, in the cut, they, you used Interpol a ton, or at least a couple of times that, uh, was it Turn on the Bright Lights album, which I really liked? that I thought worked really well with that movie. And then I saw the final cut and they took it all out. And I was, I was like a little disappointed because I was like, oh, this really works. There but, are many different versions of that movie. Yeah. That, uh, a, lot of, a lot of scenes and music and things that uh, you'll never see. Yeah, <laughs> there's a big NDA covering all of that. So hmm. we can't record any of the conversation that Chris might have about it. <laughs> um, well, I would have to say that Extra That's life? it for our oh. show. We've breached the one hour mark by a bit. Uh, and we appreciate everyone who listens. We appreciate everyone who sends us music. We appreciate people that make music. Tell people about the show. Uh, Chris likes it. And Chris does stuff for uh, Better Call Saul and Home Catch Fire. You like those things. What are your friends like those things? Tell them to listen to this. It's not, they're not going to get any information yeah. about the thing. But, like, you know, spread the word. Uh, and we nominated it. Uh, so, uh, Chris, any uh, parting thoughts? Anything you want to say to the audience? Um, I hey, I, I look, I love this show. It's I, this is like uh, this is like rock and roll fantasy camp. I'm, I get to like come in and interact with the podcast that I love, but also I it's it, yeah, just I miss you guys. And I'm waiting, miss, I'm waiting uh, for Neil to have that same excitement about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm I'm miles high 
energy levels than I was last week. That is That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Is it because the, you didn't turn on Big Top Peewee? <laughs> the TV is off this week. Ooh. And I slept four whole hours. Nice. Ooh. Nice. I was, we, were, we were making funny earlier when, uh, when you just walked away during uh, Chris talking about his career. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a real, like, I love that just like, there, there's no like, oh yeah, I'm sorry about that. Just like, yeah, I had to go to the bathroom. And it's completely natural. Go during a break. Go during a break. This is a guest on our show. When you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> I, guess, I guess if you, you're Guys, Chris has requested some, some bickering. If we could get some bickering in right before. Oh, yeah. he, he oh, man, it wouldn't be a real Joe Radio I want to give him the whole experience. Yeah. I want to give him the whole experience. <laughs> um, but uh, Chris, uh, you, people could follow you on the internets. At Chris I'm out McCaleb. there at Chris McCaleb. I'm hiding yeah. in plain sight. Yeah. <laughs> check out Criterion Ots. Uh, check out... Uh, uh, the call, next yeah, season if you, if you like the show better call Saul uh, the, the insider podcast it's, it's anywhere you, you find your podcasts and uh, if you like a deep deep inside baseball dive into the, some of the shows and the creative process it's uh, we, we have a lot of fun doing it so. awesome uh, and yeah everyone uh, just uh, I guess have have fun have a fun weekend have stay safe we can stay safe we're going to end with a song from the new sad 13 album uh sad 13 is the solo project of sadie uh uh from uh speedy ortiz and uh her new uh album haunted painting is a uh, uh is great and this is a song off of it called hysterical go and check it out and check out all the bands that you heard on this show just like chris mccaleb does <laughs> Yeah.